0: Faces, heels, and tweeners. Sunday night's main event proudly brings to you the East Coast podcasting champions of the world, Brad the Dad and Greg Father Feltham, your Smack Daddies. Hello, friends, and welcome to your Smackdown review for Sunday night's main event. I am Brad the Dad, and not running shotgun with me is my Tight team partner, Greg Father Feltham. I feel like I should put Bless You, My Son, in the like post, but Greg's away, so Brad is here running a solo pod. Why am I running a solo pod? Well, I tried to convince either of my children to watch SmackDown with me, and they said no. And then I tried to convince my wife to watch SmackDown with me, and while we are planning to have a few of our friends over to watch the Royal Rumble, nobody would watch this week's episode of SmackDown with me. Which I totally understand. Because in a real way, this was not a bad episode of SmackDown. It just was not a good episode of SmackDown. It was a very story-heavy-driven episode of SmackDown with good but not great wrestling. And so that is the story of SmackDown tonight. What I did end up watching, and why I'm recording this as a breakfast pod with my coffee in hand, is I watched Echo. And I love this show. And I was very disappointed when I found out that this show was cut. So a couple of just a couple things I'm going to say because I feel like I'm missing out because Boris and Dax, who are on the unnamed AEW show, are getting to talk about all the nerdy stuff. And I don't get to talk about the nerdy stuff anymore. So I really liked Echo. It's a great show. The first couple episodes, you can tell that they had a better budget. And that this was originally a six-episode show that they cut into five. And I guess there was some budgetary constraints. And yeah, it didn't—I'm not going to spoil it, but the first couple episodes are really good. You could tell they condensed the last couple. And Disney doesn't have a lot of faith in this, which is too bad because they shouldn't have dumped this show. It's a remarkable show. So go out and watch it. Judge for yourself. And keep it— But. Grade the last couple episodes on a curve. Anyways, that's what my wife wanted to do last night. We have Reacher to watch, and then the other thing I did yesterday was after I finished everything else, I binged the new Sonic series on next Netflix. The uh, third season came out, seven episodes, very short. If you haven't seen any of this and you're a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, this is one of the better animated series that are out there. So there's your nerdy talk. I've really enjoyed all of that stuff. Also picked up Ultimate Spider-Man 1, the new Ultimate series, which is setting up a new like status quo for the Ultimate Universe. Very good beginning to that one. Love me some Ultimate Spider-Man. So that's pretty much the nerd talk now. Uh, I got to do this podcast so that I can get a workout in and then I can play some more Pokemon's uh, Violet uh, or Scarlet. I'm currently playing Scarlet. I will switch back to Violet in a while. DLC... Completing the things, getting the Pokemon—that is—that is my Poka life, and yeah. Anyways, I don't know if I talk about this a lot. Like I do like lots of nerdy things. I have this Lego side hustle I do for work. That is not for work because it's a side hustle and I'm doing it on my own. And uh, I may I do some videos with with stop animation and Lego. But yeah, that's pretty much like what I've done this week is just hang out, play Lego, watch cartoons. And oh, and I probably, and I did work. I like wrote things and talked to people and, you know, just had a great kind of week. And then I sat down for SmackDown. So let's get into this for this week's episode of SmackDown from Nebraska. So we get into this week's episode of SmackDown and we find out that there's a blizzard going on. And I think that's really important for us to note as we're doing this episode of SmackDown because it feels as if this SmackDown could be graded on a curve, like almost like an incomplete. And I think what they were able to pull off, given the fact that there clearly were people who had travel issues, is pretty remarkable. So I'm going to grade this whole episode on a curve. And the story of the Smackdown is they're advancing all the storylines without some of the characters, which is really impressive. So Grayson Waller is going to come out and welcome us to Smackdown. This is Grayson Waller's first blizzard. And then we get recap number one. This is the insanity from the main event from last week and basically setting up what's going to happen. Pretty much right off the hop. So we're supposed to have Cameron Grimes versus Grayson Waller. Cameron Grimes comes down to the ring. He gets the crap kicked out of him by the Bloodline, specifically Solo, who proceeds to Samoan spike him, Samoan Spike some guards, Bloodline take the ring, and Paul Heyman's on the mic. He says that Nick Aldis is the villain and the one people should be booing because he is trying to screw Roman out of his title, and Nick Aldis is not going to stand for this. He's not going to allow them to ruin... Another match. They ruined the main event last week. They ruined the first match of tonight. So instead, they're going to be in a match. It is going to be Jimmy and Solo versus Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Oh, and they can have Roman on their team. But of course, Roman's not here. So the Bloodline has to find a partner. And that becomes our night-long story is, can the Bloodline find somebody that's willing to team with them? I'm sure Greg will be po'd about this. I'm not. This is great. This is a fun storyline for the night. And can they find a partner? And this leads to, after the commercial, Jimmy is freaking out. But Solo's not worried. Heyman says, don't worry, everybody kiss. This is my tookus. Somebody will team with us. Again, Solo is not worried. So this leads to our actual first match of the night first match of the night is going to be the LWO, Wild and del Toro versus Angel and Humberto who by the way they don't have they're not they're not uh, Garzas anymore they're not cu- they're cousins but they don't have a storyline and we get what I'm gonna call before the match recap number two. <laughs> These are the sneaky recaps, guys. These are the ones where they have some story in a promo, but they're really just showing highlights of, these, of all these wrestlers working in the storyline. Whatever. So this tag match has some pretty amazing stuff. It essentially, the story of this match is the family feud. Can these guys get along? And this is a showcase for all of these luchadors. Early on, we have the LWO in control because they're angry. We get stereo dives. But... You know what happens. During the commercial, we have the we have the isolation of one of the baby faces. There's a hot tag. Some of the cool stuff in this match, we get a poison rana. We get a crazy flipping power bomb. We end up getting all of this insanity in this ring. Now, this all basically is the backdrop for the entire match you have on commentary. Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. This is where Greg, a partner, would be helpful. You have... Uh, you, uh, oh, look, this is terrible. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, Carlito comes out, and he goes right after Santos. That's who's on commentary. Carlito comes out, and he attacks Santos. Santos buries uh, Wilde and Del Toro and the whole LWO, the entire thing. And he even gets one last line in before he leaves commentary where he says... He, Carlito's music plays on the screen, and he's like, hey, it's going to take him a while to get down here because he's old and slow. It's like that he just cracks that out. But Carlito's not going to take a while because he comes through the crowd. They fight to the back. There's chaos back in the ring. And eventually, we get a roll-up where we have Angel holding the ropes for leverage and getting the win. So the bad guys win. The LWO still loses, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro can't win a match outside of, I guess they could they can win matches down in NXT, but they can't win on the main roster. Whatever. This is still building towards, I'm going to say, some sort of six-man tag at some point. And eventually the return of Ray and Santos and Ray at WrestleMania or something will lead to that. So overall, this is, um, yeah, it was a good match. Mello is in the back. He's wearing a blue leather jacket and he's talk, they're talking about recruiting him to the blue brand. Melo said he needs to shoot his shot and he tries to get into the Royal Rumble. But eight town down. He's there along eight uh, town down under. Sorry, Greg's favorite tag team. My least favorite tag team. And Grace the Wall interrupts says that he, why is Mello here? He's above him. They're not on the, sorry, they're not on the same level. To which Melo says, actually, I'm on the level above you. So... Waller doesn't want to wrestle because he's already, you know, warmed up and cooled down from his match. So he sacrifices Austin Theory to a match, and boy, sacrifices the right word. We'll get to that in a second. But essentially, this sets up a match. Oh, and why not? Let's throw another recap. Recap number three. This is the point in the show where we hear about Owens and Logan Paul and the knockout heard around the world. This is. Now we get Logan Paul. I'm going to assume this was taped last week because Logan Paul says that he's not in this podunk town and he's got a lawyer and basically they're trying to get Kevin Owens cast excluded because it's a dangerous weapon that left a black eye on Logan Paul's face, which he legitimately looks like he has. This is going to be fun next week. And I mean, by this point, you probably know what's coming. But if you don't, I'll tell you later. Bianca Belair, it comes out to the ring and I hope she does her warm up in the ring because this goes to the commercial back from commercial. We get Butch and Tyler Bates. They're in a coffee shop. Bates having a chai latte with goat milk and Butch is having a black coffee. They talk about Tyler says you need to rediscover who you are. You need to find your identity. You need to do breathing exercises. And Butch says, hey, man, listen, thanks for the help. Let's go our own ways. And Tyler Bates, like, hey, remember, we were British Strong Style. We now have the opportunity to show who we are. The Brawling Brutes are done. Why don't you team with me? Why don't you discover who you are? Who do the world really want you to be? And they close in on poor Butch's face. And all I want him to do is say is, I'm Pete Dunn." And I hope that's what we're getting. Especially when they put their names on the screen and we had Tyler Bates and Butch. It just shows how... The creative regime has changed, and I really want him to get his name back. Cause yeah, it just it's a weird thing that they did to take give him the stupidest name in wrestling. Okay, finally damage control comes out. And with Bailey, the whole gang's there. But the story of this match is that damage control may be bringside. They are not helpful, guys. They are not helpful whatsoever. And you they are planting the seeds that Bailey is outside of this group. There is literally so much time in the ring warming up, and I mean, Bianca's overpowering Bailey before the commercial. Damage control actually the distracted Bailey, and she almost eats a KOD, but instead, she gets knocked to the outside. There's a dive to the outside, and Bianca's on top. But during the commercial, Bianca. Hits the, one of the most deadly weapons in wrestling. She hits the corner. Her arm is hurt. We have a key lock on. Eventually, as you know, Bianca fights back. There's a couple of times in this match where Bailey has knocked Bianca to the outside, distracts her ref, and Damage Control doesn't do anything. They don't interfere at all. So, Bailey is perplexed. They won't fight dirty. And, Bianca hits a spear and a KOD for the win. Why isn't Damage Control helping? Well that comes up in a second. I'm going to skip the Kevin Owen part and I'll come back to it in a second because basically Dakota Kai explains to Bailey later that damage control wants her to do this by herself and they want her to win. So this is leading to, I think Bailey winning the Royal rumble and Bailey going after the rest of damage control. How is she going to do that when it's just her versus everybody else? Is she going to win the trust of the locker room back? Is she going to start being a hugger again? I don't know. But boy, am I kind of happy to get Face Bailey back! I don't think we ever got a good Face Bailey run on the main roster, and if anybody deserves a WrestleMania main event, it should be Bailey. She's a great wrestler. She's a great worker, and she is the only member of that, you know, the four horsewomen of WWE between Charlotte, Mercedes, and. Becky Lynch, who has not been in the main event picture at WrestleMania. So, good for Bailey. I hope she gets a big run. So, in between those two things was the Kevin Owens thing. He is cutting a promo. And he invites Logan Paul to do the, the best thing of his, his worthless career and end up on the Kevin Owens show. I can't wait to see their interaction. These two are both great on the mic. This will be lots of fun next week. Bobby Lashley the Street Profits come to the ring. Bobby and his kids are not dressed in their fine suits this week. The, the guys that have no jackets and no ties, they are not dressed for picture day. They're dressed to kick some arse. And they're gonna they're here for a fight. And Bobby grabs the mic. We settle our, th- our stuff like men, with our fists clenched in the middle of the ring. We don't do this sneak attack. Let's settle this right here, right now. And the lights dim. Paul Ellering rocks out. And I think he's the only one that made it to the arena. And they point to a pre-produced video package. This may have been supposed to be a brawl, and maybe it wasn't, and this is all we're gonna get. So I'm gonna call this recap number five. I'm gonna let you guys decide if I'm being unfair. For me, whenever there's a ton of clips in a video package or it's pre-produced, it feels like a recap. Maybe I need like uh, a promo, like this, a promo count instead of a recap count. Maybe I need a second sound effect comment on this show and I, or DM me and I will take your suggestions, but we get their creepy promo uh, thing and they are the last Testament. That is the name of carrying cross and this faction, uh, I was going to call them the Disciples of Apocalypse, but they're not. They're the Authors of Pain. They could be any of those gangs. It's great. I love them. I'm happy this is back. It, big brawling guys doing big brawling things. Most of them happy Paul Ellerling's back. They call him one of the most evil and sadistic people of all time. I'm not sure of real life he's like that, but the character fits. So Pretty Deadly approaches Paul Heyman in the back, and they talk about wanting to help. I think they thought that both of them could get into the match. That's what it felt like. And they realized that only one of them could be in the match. They were not interested in helping Paula. And before uh, Mello comes out, Carmelo Hayes, we get a Carmelo Hayes highlight package. And you know what that means. This is recap number six. Gregory, you're welcome. This was just basically Mello's highlight. So if you watch any XT you didn't, you definitely could skip this. So this match, the story of this match is that we have Mello wa- and wanting to be sh- showcased. But this match, while there has some crazy dives, including a crazy DDT dive to the outside, to the hardest part of the ring before the commercial, we have all kinds of cool stuff. They look like they're going to try a seated springboard, uh, like like a flip. And I, I'm not quite sure what they were going for, but the guys end up slipping and everybody crashed on their heads and the ref calls off the match we get a medical update by WWE which cuz I'm recording in the morning I can give you both guys have some facial injuries but they're both going to be okay in air quotes so i don't know if they got their if they had a concussion but concussion protocol kicked in and the match stopped this is so good to see cuz i don't want wrestlers like if they have a concussion making it worse by keeping going so welcome to 2024 we now actually try and not have our wrestlers have brain damage and I'm not complaining about it. So we cut to the back. Paul Heyman says that he, the interviews are done. They couldn't find anybody worthy. And Jimmy's worried about this, even though the wise man's not worried. Solo has this grin on his face. He's not worried. He has a plan. Randy Orton's music hits. He comes out and this is Solo's plan. He attacks Randy Orton, lays him out the Simone spike and he gets taken to the back and the bloodline comes to the ring. So they've taken out Orton and it's going to be AJ and LA Knight versus Jimmy and Solo. Now, the story of this main event match is, will Randy Orton return? And I think if you're listening to this and you haven't watched SmackDown, you probably still know how this is going to end. And if you don't, well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll do I'll do the recap first. So early on. We're doing the reluctant partner thing between AJ and LA Knight. They're beating up Jimmy. Solo comes in. They fight him off before the commercial. Back from commercial, AJ is getting worked over. We're trying to get the hot tag to LA Knight, but AJ doesn't want to tag him. He'd rather go it alone. This ends up having LA Knight taken off the apron. But who comes back? It's Randy Orton. Shocker! Randy Orton comes back. Hot tag. And boy, does he look like the smartest man. Not only does he not have to stand on the apron the whole match and pretend to be interested, he just comes down, gets the tag, power slam, drapey DDT, RKO, we're done. The bloodline is defeated. After the match, Solo tries to attack. He goes after Randy Orton, but AJ Styles does his phenomenal forearm. We get a blunt force trauma. Solo's down. They continue to beat up Jimmy by attacking him and smashing his face with the steps. And eventually, a powerbomb is hit. We finish this night with a shield-style powerbomb where AJ and Randy lift up solo, put them up for LA night, and the three of them powerbomb solo through the desk. This is almost as if they're trying to take out the random ooze so that um, Blondone's correct thing, that formula can be broken, so that we have a random ooze be taken out before we get to this. Uh, main event and so that Ra- so that there is no interference during the Royal Rumble main event and Roman Reigns can't have a random moose do that if Solo and Jimmy are not on Smackdown next week before the Royal Rumble this could be a great way to set up that storyline can Roman Reigns overcome the no- odds and the answer is no but he'll probably find another random moose he's got he's Samoan he's probably got 47 cousins He's like, you know, down here, we have lots of friends. Um, Friend of the podcast, former guest was my friend Jared, who literally has something like 23 first cousins. My wife has 25 or 26 first cousins. It's a thing. So I assume all the first cousins are coming. Maybe third, second cousin once removed, third cousins, whatever. Roman will have an army to defend him. But that's pretty much SmackDown. This Blizzard episode of SmackDown, um, hmm, Oh, wait, I'm supposed to do something else. Oh, yeah. Let's invite Miss Big Voice, who wouldn't come on and do the podcast with me, to be a guest right now. Because, well, I'm going to queue up at the main event. This is your Smackdown Synopsis. And as Miss Big Voice just said, this is your Smackdown Synopsis, brought to you by... Well, no one, because I'm here by myself. So now I have to decide what we keep, and I think it should be pretty obvious. I actually really like this episode of SmackDown, and I'm like an easy grader, so I'm not gonna wanna get get rid of very much. The brawl at the beginning, let's keep, because I really enjoyed Cameron Grimes getting beat up. I feel so bad for Cameron Grimes. Um, I really enjoyed this because of the interaction between Nick Aldis and Paul Heyman. Nick Aldis is not a cowardly general manager. He's standing up. And this sets up our main event, and it shows to the depths which the bloodline will sink. Um, I'm going to keep the Luchador match, the, the match between the LWO and Legato Del Fantasma, between Wilde, Del Toro, and the Garza cousins, who are no longer the Garza cousins. They're just Angel and Humberto. These guys really showed off what they could do it's nothing spectacular like if you watch a lot of wrestling you've probably seen all this before it just was great to see these guys show out and show off so also uh, a keep you could superstar if you're pressed for time the mellow and a town down under part that i'm gonna cut not because i don't like mellow because i just don't want to see grayson waller more specifically austin theory anywhere near my tv and I know that's a mean thing to say given that he's he got hurt in his match. So I'm sorry, but I'm slightly mean. Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, the lo- the promo from Logan Paul you have to keep. The Butch and Tyler thing where they're in the cafe and they're having this conversation, this heart-to-heart and these close-ups. I love this. This is definitely a post-Kevin Dunn world where we're getting different styles of promos. I know this was probably just set up someplace in the back and it wasn't a real cafe, but it was well done. So kudos to everyone involved. Kudos to the extras who got a paycheck that day. Damage control with Bailey versus Bianca Belair. This match I'm going to keep mostly, not because there's anything spectacular about the wrestling, although the wrestling is very solid and very good. The storyline that damage control will not help Bailey. I think it's very important. This is a very story heavy, heavy SmackDown. Kevin Owens promo, also going to keep And mostly because I think Kevin Owens is great on the mic and it's setting up a KO show for next week. Dakota Kai explained to Bailey why they won't help her and she needs to win the Royal Rumble on her own. Also keep because it's breadcrumbs for what's going to come. Bobby Lashley and the boys coming out. This one you can superstar mostly because you can cut the promo in the middle. I wonder if this was meant to be a fight. I'm grading on this whole show on a curve because of the snowstorm and whether wrestlers were unable to make it. I know there were a bunch of, there was travel delays and a whole bunch of things. So yeah. And also those guys are stuck in the middle of nowhere. I've been stuck in places before. You've been stuck in places before with snowstorms and weather. So yeah, that's, we'll just keep that. Oh, (laughs) the interaction between Pretty Deadly and Paul Heyman is definitely a keep. Pretty Deadly, steal the scene with Paul Heyman. This is really fun. And if you haven't seen this, go out of your way to find this on socials. Go back and watch this. Paul Heyman, pretty deadly. Great. Paul Heyman trying to recruit Bobby Lashley, which I missed earlier on. That is also a keep because Bobby Lashley looks like a badass saying the only time I'm going to team with the bloodline is if I'm across the rig from them. Totally keep that. These little short segments of Paul Heyman were great. And I love when they have these show long storylines that just basically weave everything together. Boy, I don't think you need to keep this Austin theory mellow match, mostly because I don't need to see two people fall on their heads. I'm glad to hear that the guys are okay, but this is a cut, mostly because I don't want to watch them fall on their heads again. And if you watch the st- see the stills online as we went through social media trying to find an update on these guys, you definitely never see need to see this again. Paul Heyman setting up the... The stuff in the back, saying they can't find a partner, and Solo not being worried, also is a keep. Just because Jimmy's hilarious, going from I'm not worried to I'm terrified, Paul, I'm worried to Solo's got this, I'm okay. This main event also a keep. It's great. It there's nothing special about it, like spectacular, other than it sets up the dynamic for this four way. AJ doesn't is a face, but doesn't want to play well with the other faces, and is in the in the process of turning. The whole match, nobody can get along until Randy Orton comes down. And he saves the day. You get to see Randy do three moves. And then the beatdown on the bloodline is oddly satisfying. Actually, I shouldn't say oddly. It is just satisfying. You know why it's satisfying? We've watched these guys beat down everybody. And to have them get some comeuppance is what we want. This is the risk of the bloodline storyline not ending soon because we need the bad guys to get comeuppance. If not, we're heading towards NWO territory where the NWO... Before they schismed into black and red, before they reformed, the issue we had was that, and they were they were NWO Silver or NWO whatever. We never had the NWO get its comeuppance. WCW never won the war, quote unquote. So if the bad guys never get their comeuppance, they never lose. Then there's no payoff in the story, and we are inching ever so close to never getting the payoff so that's what i want i want to pay off all of these stories i want roman reigns roman reigns to get his comeuppance because this story has to be so overall there's nothing remarkable about this smackdown wrestling wise but this smackdown has a ton of good wrestling on it and a lot of great stuff so yeah I in a very busy weekend of wrestling if you haven't got to this and you just listened to me for about 30 minutes totally understandable but go back check out some of the story beats um, or read a recap listen to a podcast like this I think it's probably your best bet if you want to make sure you get to story beats because there is a ton of wrestling on this weekend and we have a cupboard for a ton of this There's some action coming up with the return of TNA wrestling tonight and if you guys want it you gotta hit up Eric. And tell him that you want a TNA review for Hard to Kill tonight. Also, we have the Grants back. They'll be covering Battle of the Belts and Collision tonight. They get uh, double duty. Sorry, guys. And yeah, and maybe they've even watched Rampage. God, They're doing God's work if they're watching that much AEW. Not that it's bad. It's just a lot of wrestling in one night. We will have live audio wrestling on Sunday. Also, more importantly, the big show with my boy, Boris, rocking out the big show. He'll be there, and I'm looking forward to hearing him recap all of the the events and wrestling this week. Back on Monday, we have the Raw Review, Draw Straw Raw with the Raw Dogs, Randy C and Eric B. We have NXT. Oh, gosh, Steve, I love listening to you talk. Steve Swift. We have uh, Mel Ball and my boy Andre covering us for all of the stuff on New Japan and all the stuff of stardom and in the Japanese, the, jo- the Joshi, the puro Resu and of course, the unnamed AEW Review, which I think is getting a name this week, Dax. And I got to tell you, my my dream is to be on a show someday with Dax and Boris, not because I want to do a wrestling show, I think, with them. Although I think we could have a lot of fun with that, I just want to talk nerd because these these are, these are my crew. Like I was messaging Boris this week, talking about all of the stuff, like all of the nerdy video games that I love, and that Boris was talking about the mechs. Uh, I was messaging him saying when they were talking about the mechs, I was thinking about to my childhood, back when Lego was just blocks and it was really hard to make arms in the 80s. And there was yeah, so I was I would use either my constructs to make mechs. And if you know what constructs are, shout out in the comment. Or I would makeshift some arms and I would make mechs out of Lego because that whole like mech thing hadn't come to Lego yet. And eventually it did, which was awesome. So love me the AEW review, especially the nerd talk off the beginning. Guys, let me know what you think this week. If you happen to listen to this, tell me what you think of the ultimate Spider-Man one. Go pick it up. If you haven't, send me the bill if you need to. It's an excellent first comic book. I'm looking forward to this series. And I'm also looking forward to having Greg back next week so that this Smack Daddy's podcast can be more than just Brad rambling for 30 minutes. But that's the show for today. Thank you for joining us. Check out all the great shows here at Sunday Night's Main Event, sundaynightsmainevent.com. Follow us on our socials and yeah, for about a buck a week, you can join our Patreon, Patreon.com slash SNME radio. You can hear all of the great shows here on the network and more new stuff to come. There's a new twist to Patreon coming very shortly, and I'm looking forward to being a part of this family. Thank you for being part of our family, listening to our to the podcasts. And well, today I'm the one because I'm solo. But um bump. Good night, all.